but prepare for wizardly combat. I want to show you a trick mother showed me when you weren't around. And I'll not try to fast Welcome to Spellburn, a podcast covering the Dungeon Crawl Classics role-playing game and old-school adventuring. It's time to party like it's 1974. In the DCC world, we love our music, even dating back to the hollow, the hallowed G plus era. We had Doug's DCC music group that turned people on to tons of great tunes. And so for a long time, we wanted to do a Spellburn episode with some DCC related bands. And today the dream is coming true. We're going to talk to some inspirational musicians about DCC and music, and RPGs, and sources of inspiration, and much, much more than that. All this and more on this month's Spellburn, right here on Goodman Games' official Twitch. And before we say anything else, I want to say, don't forget, now or later, we want to get your emails at spellburnband at gmail.com. And with that, uh, let's uh, interview, let's, uh, sorry, let's introduce our guest. Yes. Uh, with me, uh, of course, we have Judge Jen and Hello. Judge James. Hello. As well as um, Judge Ivan, who's joining us from Norway, uh, I believe. Well, and what, uh, what part of Norway are you in? In the south of Norway, one hour south of Oslo. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's quite late there. So the first thing I'm going to say, we're going to thank him about 40 times, but um, <laughs> we'll start We'll start with this one because it's really quite late there. And uh, Judge Ivan, thank you very much for being with us here today. Um, and being so late, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, like I yeah. say, it's, it's been a long, dr- long time dream come true. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Um, So we're going to roll over to the Tavern Talk, where we talk about gaming and current events and upcoming stuff. And Judge Jen, you are up first. Why? Always. We just did this. It's the the most unalphabetical order I could think of. Nose goes. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Not a whole lot of excitement in the past couple of weeks, at least on the gaming edge of things however there was a particular summit uh held at some point oh geez was it two weeks ago now uh out in san francisco and that is when a couple of backer kits launch uh you might have heard of them they're they're purple right Uh, just a couple yeah yeah well um For our part, yes, just a couple. That's true. Um, Although we are uh, umbrella-ing the horde, I suppose. 
but yes. the roll 20 conversion uh, or getting the uh, coding put together to get DCC put onto roll 20 is hitting. And uh, of course the purple planet with all of the lovely add-ons and fun uh, various and sundry items that there, you can get. There's um, like a, there's, there's too a, many skews. Okay. <laughs> there's a music, there's a musical add-on though. There is. There See? Is. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. Judge James. Oh, well, uh, he's one of our guests tonight, I believe. Ooh. And it's a flexidisc of uh, mm. the Purple Planet song, which I was, uh, is a lovely song. Really liked it. Mm. Okay, guys. So you guys are both uh, deep in this. How much it's right now. It is uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Feb 19th. How much longer do they have to get in on the, the Purple Planet uh, backer kit? Runs till the March 5th, 9 o'clock. Okay. All right. All right. So, so get in there now. Get in get, there now. The windows are closing in weeks. Grandma wants Purple Planet. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. And number 107. Come on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I what like about you, Julian? Uh, well, I had a terrific con of the North uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ran uh, Joey's Royale's uh, Blood Snuff Adventure and my little casement of Xantha funnel, uh, which had yet a different ending, which was fun. Cause that that is full of surprises, which is um, which is great, which is why I enjoy running it a lot. And um, also some WHPA 13 Fairhaven uh, game, as well as uh, a Carcosa game that was uh, very weird and different and had a wish story in it which I won't bore everybody with my wish story, but we're going to hear a real wish story later from Ivan. So that's fun. Um, but we had a great con uh, sponsored by the Minneapolis DCC RPG society. And uh, we signed a new guy up for that uh, on the spot and got a bunch of new contacts and uh, pretty well attended, had a full room of gamers for the whole weekend. Uh, it was terrific. Awesome. Um, and then some cool stuff coming up. Um, well, first of all, we got a RPG review blog by my local pal, Darren, called Whispers from the Sky Spire. Uh, and he reviews um, a Home for the Holodeath, my own MCC adventure from along the back. But uh, also he's got reviews of Croaking Fane, as well as a Weird Frontiers thing by our pal, Stefan Surratt. And I'm sure there's many more DCC things to come, as well as some other stuff. So... Uh, and it's all pretty DCC indie adjacent, very interesting stuff. So go check it out. It's called Whispers from the Sky Spire. Um, and then a couple things besides that that is just kind of popping that I'm going to give a really quick shout out. Um, there's a new convention starting that they're beginning to sign up for, which is ArnieCon, which is dedicated to Dave Arneson as, and all his stuff. Blackmore and the rest. I, as of course, he's a pillar of old D&D. That's going to be October 4th to 6th in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. I think it's the second one. And we're bringing the DCC crew out in force is the plan. So uh, that should be fun. So if you're local, check that out to Minneapolis. Uh, and then um, also 
my pal Dave Allenbaugh is doing a Janelle J.K.'s tribute game. He's going to run Crypts of Arcadia from the book of Lost Treasure Maps at Lazarus Games in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania from noon to four. I just thought it would, he was, you know, emailed me some stuff about it and I just thought it was so cool. I wanted to give it a shout out. Um, if you can go, go. If you can't, just send him good vibes because that, that's a, a great uh, memorial thing for Janelle. Um, and last, hey, it's Saturday at Gary Con, I think 3.30 to 4.30, I'm going to do a hangout at the Gary Con bar. I'll talk about it in our next episode, but putting it on your radar now. So you can try to weasel your way out of a game earlier or late and stop by and say hi and buy me beer. You should um, enter it as an official event. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a really strangely good idea. Oh, what, yeah. James? What? It's a, it is a good idea. You can actually charge a little extra money, you know, like on the top, I think, at GaryCon usually, right? Like this, doing, this game requires extra cash. You'll be doing a big favor to my six o'clock game by buying me like seven beers. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say the fourth person to show up has to buy Julian a beer. Not right. the first, but yeah. definitely not the last. Make people kind of strategize mm. for that. Judge James, what is up with you? Well, let's see. Uh, well, I am running a Kickstarter, a backer kit, a crowdfunding campaign along with the Purple Planet Horde. So I'm one of the Hordlings, maybe. I'm a warlord. That's what they say. Um, I like Hordling. I like Hordling, too. I wish we had chose that. And so warlords, we seem like tough. But then you look at us and we're all like these kind of like pasty, white, skinny guys. I think it would have been Hordling would have been way better. Um, uh, that's going great. Uh, we just passed... Uh, the achievement to bring Don Stroud in. So he'll do an, an extra uh, drop-in encounter uh, that will come with uh, River Allies when that all ships uh, sometime in the future. I hear we're going to put all our shipping together and we're going to ship yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, fingers crossed. For sure we want to do it. And then uh, in, a, in a handful of days is CincyCon. Like, it's March 1st, so that's not too far away. Oh. Um, and I'll be down there near Cincinnati uh, with a bunch of other DCC people. And it's like we took over. It's like a bunch of DCC games and nothing else. So, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So it's going to be great. And that's, um, but that's a hotbed with Todd Bunn and Rick. Um, oh, my gosh. What's his Rick? Um, Hall. Rick Hall, of course. And uh, <laughs> I mean, and Jim, Trevor, and the, the, the cradle of MCC and everything yeah. over there, right? Yeah. Trevor Stamper will be running the DCC booth, I think. So, oh, yes, he will. Yeah. So it seems it's going to be a big, big grouping of DCC folks. So that'll be fun. That's like, you know, two weeks away. And I did go to up to Flint, uh, Michigan, and I went to Flint Con. And Flint Con's basically a war gaming uh, con. So they had this, you know, the school gym. Uh, it's a, you know, uh, Lutheran school but the school gym was filled with like huge tables and terrain and tanks and guys you know little uh, groups of guys in lines and they're all killing each other and uh they did have a rpg section off to the side i met some uh not really nice pathfinder people that's that's not a pejorative that's just what they were playing um and and uh, they were really cool. And so I got to talk to them. I killed, the, I got about four of them to sit down and I, I killed three out of the four with House of Red Doors. So nice. right on right on point, statistical average is still holding for the House of Red Doors. 
and uh, they all liked it. I think they had a good time, and um, and they invited me out to some other cons, some smaller cons that are coming up in Michigan. So there's one called the Act of Gaming Con, and that's in Fenton, which is just about an hour north of, of where it's just uh, actually a little south of Flint. So I'll go up to that. I think that's April 26th, 27th, and 28th. It's put on by the Fenton Village Players. So it's a bunch of theater people doing uh, doing uh. doing a con, which is, you know, how many people in this and gaming are also like ex theater nerds? I mean, yeah, a a ton <laughs> of them. Trevor, we're looking at you. <laughs> Everybody can't swing a dead cat. Yes. So that's 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 what's been happening with me. Love it. Well, thank you, James. Uh, you, you are the Johnny are so Appleseed silly. of DCC. I've been right here. We should be asking oh. what he's doing. Indeed. Yes, yes Ivan, we should. Ivan, do you have some? Well, we're we're gonna go to the music, but before we do, do you do you have a good uh, current gaming uh, group or story or report for us? Well, I felt that I had to prepare for this uh, session, so I uh, played the Sailors of the Starless Sea. Uh, nice. last week nice yeah. awesome with my group so uh yeah Beautiful. did you kill just them had all? to refresh on the, uh, not all so we're, we're we have the temple left so i can probably finish Ooh. the rest of them there yeah <laughs> nice. good good yeah. oh yeah no oh, you mean the the ziggurat right yeah yeah oh mm -hmm. yeah that'll that'll get them yeah. yeah oh excellent excellent well that's fun is that was that your first uh dcc that you'd run not my first, but uh, it was uh, quite a while ago, so I had to refresh, you know, mm, mm. on the wow. system. Really good. Well, uh, thank you, and I hope they, uh, I hope they enjoyed it. May I suppose it may not have been your group's first either. Well, I think for most of them, it actually was because, uh, yeah, it was a different group I ran with the first time. Okay. Nice. That is the seminal um, DCC starting adventure, I think, still. Yeah. So that's an excellent transition um, straight into um, Ivan. And let's let's get into the music. Um, so, Ivan, thank you for being here with us. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, um, it is quite late there. So we we extra appreciate it. Um, Let's yeah. talk about um, St. Karloff, who you, you uh, I think from in the first email you sent me, you listed yourself as the emissary of St. Karloff, which I'm sticking to. I like it. Um, before yeah. we do it, I'm going to say, hey, what? Well, uh, there's plenty of Black Sabbath in St. Karloff. So Dio or Ozzy? Yeah, I've been to both of their concerts, and uh, I like them both, but it's Ozzy all day long for me. Uh, he was uh, the singer in a string of the most iconic albums ever released, and I also inherited a record record collection when I was 11, so he mm. became part of my formative years when I was a teenager. So it's probably just as much an emotional, irrational thing, but I think that he's he's the one for me, yeah, in, I, in I, Sabbath at least. I feel I feel like Saint Karloff is more Ozzy era Sabbath than Dio. Maybe I was listening today and I was thinking they're more Ozzy, you know, early Sabbath than middle late Sabbath. But anyway, whatever. Okay. Anyway, 
tell us tell us about St. Karloff and how you got who how you how you are associated with the band and uh, give us a little background there please. Yeah. Well, they're a band that's associated with the Stoner Doom scene and they're mainly working with Majestic Mountain Records. I don't think uh, Mads and uh, Adam are overly concerned about genre adherence uh, and they frequently challenge some of the genre boundaries, in my opinion. So that makes listening to them all the more worthwhile. Uh, my involvement began through my brother, of course, uh, Ola. And besides going to concerts and listening to them, I began helping him out with some of the art and promotional stuff on their second album, Interstellar Voodoo. And later after he died, uh, which will be three years ago, this Thursday, actually, um, oh. I talked to Mats about lyrics uh, Ulla had written and asked how things were going with the album. And he said that um, uh, Ulla had written most of the lyrics, which I didn't really know at the time, and asked if I would you know, try to continue the legacy. And... Um, Ola was very explicit that he wanted the band to continue, so that became important for me as well. So I said yes, and I wrote uh, the Superlux Voyager uh, lyrics, and the band liked it. And yeah, so I, I just continued writing and uh, prepared for um, recording the album, the summer of '22. Yeah. Was he was he the singer as well as the writer of the the lyrics? Or no, Mats okay. is the singer. So okay. he he only he was a bass player and uh, well he played all kinds of instruments but he was the bass player in this band, yeah. But he wrote all all the titles and all the lyrics, so that became my job and most mm. of the visuals as well. Yeah, I'm I'm interested when you you said like they're not they don't adhere to genres and 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 whatnot. And it, when I was listening today, um, of course I heard Sabbath, but I also heard like like Soundgarden and and Chris. Um, uh, Cornell, Cornell, like that. His voice, like that style of singing, uh, is in there too. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that earlier as, as well, and I think that's something that uh, perhaps Mats and Adam brought to the scene. Uh, probably not something that Ola listened much to, but um, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I hear some. Uh, I hear some of the acoustic breaks and intros and some of that stuff is more uh, it's very zeppelin-y to me it has a kind mm -hmm. of zeppelin three and four kind of uh vibe to it which i which is what i like about it in general i mean it's great doomy you know rock and roll metal and stuff uh, anyway you slice it but it does seem to vibe a little back to the early 70s a class it has a classic rock vibe with the metal i would say mm -hmm. And uh, th there's like some Hammond organ on the last album, right? Is that, I don't know if it's a Hammond, but there's some keyboards. Yeah, uh, that's probably Mads, yeah. And uh, he had some, I think the, the, the guy that they recorded the album with, they also helped uh, a bit with some of the sounds. But the, they're, they all play a lot of instruments, so. <laughs> they can switch yeah. around and, and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, are they all from the same uh basic area or or are well, you all from the same basic area yeah ula and uh, mats they grew up together uh mm -hmm. there was one year apart but they knew knew each other from childhood and uh adam he came into the band through a, a band that ula had previously 
called Broken Tooth. So, yeah. Very cool. Oh, one more to look up, guys. Um, now I get to be a fangirl because be still my heart when I heard that there was a band out there who wrote a song called Spellburn. Yeah. I, yeah. That was from their first album, <laughs> All Heed to Black God. And that was, of course, all the songs. So the de definitive answer to the question how that came about is, of course, Lost in Time. But I think I have some insights, at least. Um, what's interesting is that Ulu never played Magic users himself. He had a love for fighters, and his quint quintessential character was uh, a hammer-wielding dwarf. Mm. But uh, nonetheless, he was very interested in how magic worked, and especially when it involved tampering with past and predictable sources of power. I remember the first time we played a system like that. And I think that was uh, Warhammer Fantasy RPG, the second edition, with uh, Cinch's Curse system, if you know that one. Uh, mm -hmm. Unpredictable Chaos uh, Magic. Mm. Uh, anyway, we eventually played uh, DCC Funnel, and he really liked the system. Um, it's not obsessed with balance like some of the newer games, so we liked, mm. you know, how yes. things could really quickly turn ugly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I, I spoke with him about Spellburn, and he said uh, that he wanted to. They they considered making it a single at one point, and uh, he wanted to make me me to make an illustration of a wizard ingesting the whole universe in one major suicidal Spellburn action. So that's um, oh. that at least reveals something about what he thought about the Spellburn Beautiful. ability. There's still time. Here to you my can eye. Still do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, he, oh, go ahead. Yeah, come on. That, yeah, I was just going to say that he took, you know, um, something that could be seen as a happy-go-lucky and fun feature of an RPG, and he coupled it with uh, existential dilemmas. If you look into the, the lyrics, they're a bit more modern and per perhaps not uh, very fantasy, but uh, yeah, I like that. I think it fits. And any DCC player will say it fits. Mm -hmm. Any anytime, anywhere, like blowing up the universe. That's what it's sometimes that's what the game is about. So and as a I, little hint for our listeners, uh that's one of our uh, bumper tracks at this point is Spellburn from St. Karloff. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And for uh gosh, I don't ever since we came onto Twitch, I believe, right? You gotta bring it back. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We gotta um, bring the bumpers back. Tell me, um, <laughs> tell me, Ivan, if you would, about some other inspirations as a lyricist. Uh, you, you mentioned yeah. Gene Wolfe for one of your. You, mm -hmm. you already told me three, like in brief, like Gene Wolfe for um, nothing. What? Uh, what is it? Nothing to come. Right. Good. Yeah. And. Um, and then Blood Meridian, obviously the the novel by um, Cormac McCarthy. But um, but I'm also really interested in Bone Cave Escape, which is one of my favorite songs. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell what's uh, what's the story there? Yeah, it dawned on me when I prepared for this podcast that uh, there's a there's very many similarities between Spellburn and Bone Cave Escape because I used the Wish Spell. Uh, I think that I had a, as a working title. Either I called it Wish Spell or Ninth Level or something like that. Mm. Um, and I played with the thought about, um, well, 
the wizard is often portrayed as an old gray-haired man, like you know the Elminster, Elminster or Gandalf type. Yeah. But it is in fact an intelligent-based class, and uh, I began thinking about when people are at their most intelligent, and that's at a fairly early age, you know, in their late twenties. That's when people do their uh, discoveries that will earn them the Nobel prizes. That's when they become world champions at chess and so on. So I thought I wanted to couple um, absolute power with the inexperience and the lack of wisdom that young people have. And um, so in the Bone Cave Escape, you know, like the title Bone Cave Escape, that's of course, you know, like your skull. You're trying to get something out of your your mind and into the world. Um, hmm. So, so the so the um, the lyrics is really you know a young young person trying to rip the fabric of time and space to bring about his his desires and fantasies, and of mm. course is paying the ultimate price in the end mm, mm. because you don't you don't uh, challenge the universe and get away with it for for a long time at least. So yeah, very nice. The um, I I will say that um that's one of my favorite songs um but i but if you're if you are not familiar you're listening and you haven't picked up any saint carl author found him yet i i recommend people to start with uh psychedelic man because i think it's the it's just got that catchy break and refrain and i think once you hear that you're gonna get hooked and um and then of course you go into the entire album which is uh, terrific uh, this this latest album, uh, I quite I quite like it. And then, when you go to level two, you can then advance to at the mountains of loudness, which is one of my favorite titles. I think you know that as a Lovecraft guy, you gotta you gotta love that. Yeah, for sure. I um, mean, all heed the dark god. That kind of fits in too. Yeah, all to over. <laughs> yeah. Ivan, do you? How do you do with lyrics? Do you? Do they say give us some lyrics? something like xyz or do they play you a bunch of music and then you go away and you come back with some lyrics how do you guys do that well it's uh, yeah it's a good question because it's um uh, i've only done this one album for now and uh it's uh it's been a uh, different kind a couple of different variations on that uh the first one uh, super lux voyager i just sent them and they had uh some music more or less ready where it uh, that fitted that lyrics and at other times it's as you said they sent me some music where mads made some some sounds at mm. the appropriate places and i tried to find something that matched mm. some sounds some sounds <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i, I get yeah, it I more get or less it. Well, I've written a and, lot of uh, lyrics so i know how it is it's uh yeah you you just sort of chunk it in there yeah no, that's cool. Um, so you're definitely you're, had my, of, you're working off. The, had, you're getting inspired by the music and then bringing the subject matter to it. It sounds like, yeah. And uh, as uh, when you mentioned subject matter, I've had a lot of creative freedom, so it's I could really write about more or less whatever I wanted to write about. But of course, I've had Ula in the back of my mind for this album. So most mm. of the things like um, Blood Meridian. Uh, was mm. one of his favorite books and so on. So it's um, he's seen a lot of the uh, lyrics. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm very sorry to to hear of his passing. That I didn't uh, I didn't understand that. I saw that he was didn't play on this album, and I didn't know what had happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that is. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. There is an excellent. Um, it's not exactly an interview, but there is kind of a, a call and response thing with that. Uh, Dieter Zimmerman got some stuff from him on a Goodman Games site page about Spellburn the song and stuff. Uh, which is great. So we'll link that in the show notes. Um, yeah, and uh, and throw that in there. Um, and just along with all this other stuff, uh, we'll have a lot of Saint Karloff links, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Ivan, I... we'll start wrapping it up. Do you have? Yeah. Do you have? Before I ask you to give me all your promotional stuff, do you have other bands that you especially love that have a DCC vibe that you want to give a shout out? Well, it's really on a track-to-track basis for me. So uh, I can get hung up on a track and play it eight hours straight while not even being able to name another track on that album. But I listen to a lot of the old classics, like uh, Purple and Sabbath, of course, uh, uh, Uriah Heep and so on, in the 60s and 70s. Um, If I were to mention some bands that I listen to while writing, I would say that Mothership... High Strangeness is one of them. Uh, Moon Coven with Behold the Serpent and perhaps uh, Glassed and the Deadbeats. Those drive my creativity when I when I write. That's awesome. That's exactly it. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll dig some stuff up there and throw them in the show notes too. And uh, that that's terrific. Um. So hey, what? Where do we catch Saint Karloff in twenty twenty four touring? Are, is there new music coming yeah. out soon? They're touring in the UK in, uh, in Easter, this Easter. Okay. And they're uh, participating in the Desert Fest in Oslo in May. And the Desert Fest in London again later in May. And they're in Denmark uh, in May, late May and June in the Esberg Festival. Uh and uh, they are in Portugal for the Sonic Blast uh, Festival in okay. August. Very great. And um, and I think they're also planning a re-release of the first album, uh, All Heat the Black God. Oh, okay. Ooh. Excellent. And uh, what's, the best, what's the best place to get your merch and especially your music? And, and vinyl. Yeah, right? Vinyl. <laughs> And for it's James, a, yeah. vinyl. Vinyl. And I, I want vinyl. Same. So that's probably Majestic Mountain Records' own shop, uh, Big Cartel shop. And they also have some, at least some CDs and stuff, over at the Slaughtered Lamb, which is their own shop. But uh, the most, of, most of it is through Mar- Marco at Majestic Mountain Records. Very good. Yeah. And, and I, could, could I do it? one... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just want to do one shout out when it comes yeah. to music because uh, there's a, this guy um, called Martin. He's, uh, he has a um, an Instagram page that I uh, gave you. It's called yeah. Spinning the Good Stuff. So every Sunday he plays a full vinyl record from you know, both sides of one of a band in this genre. So I would really recommend listening to him. That sounds oh, awesome. Okay. Are we talking about? Are we talking like new stuff or classic stuff or any stuff or what? What kind? Usually, of... usually from within the last year. 
And usually one of the band members participate in the chat as well. So you can oh, ask cool. questions and yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Every week, perfect. Sunday. Okay. That sounds really cool. I'll definitely, well, I'll, I'll, I'll link that in the show notes, of course, but I'll even put a little, you know, some pointers by it and say, this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the way to find some new tunes guys. Yeah. So yeah, that's yes. great. Ivan, for, thank you so for much. Full, uh, DCC linkage of St. Karloff and Spellburn and DCC. Um, if anyone's interested in a review of All Heed the Dark God uh, by Sanctum Secorum, you can check out the episode 42 free easing. And we also did up the Ghost Smoker as a patron. Oh, uh, wow. With St. Karloff's permission. Wow, excellent. Yeah, mm. I'll throw the I'll throw a link right into that episode. Is throw, the is, throw is in the game ability that that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, is the patron the patron link there in the show notes for that? Um, it's uh the link that I have there is to the e-zine on Drive Through RPG, which is free. Yep. The companion zines are always free, and the patron is in that. Okay. As is the review. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, um, Ivan, thank you so much for being with us. I know it is very late there. Um, we really appreciate your time uh, as well as all the info and the wisdom, uh, the musical um, expertise you've given us here. So um, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to let you go to bed. Um but everybody here, again, show notes, we'll link all this stuff uh, a lot more prodigiously than usual, uh, both for band, merch, and music, as well as uh, Martin's Instagram and all things St. Karloff. So, um, Ivan, thank you very much. We are going to take a quick break. Don't touch that dial, and we'll be back in a flash.
Welcome back. Thank you to uh, Judge Ivan for being with us. And now we have a new luminary of the music scene. Uh, this one probably needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him anyway. Um, his name appears to be Levi Nunez, which I didn't know. I always thought of him as Mr. Lute. Or yeah. mi- is, or no, is, is it Mr. The Body? <laughs> the body. I think yeah. that one's that one's the taken, body. right? I I can't take it from Jesse. But actually, you know, when I made yeah. like the Luther Body Facebook page, I didn't want to put my name, so I made up a little a name Luther Body. Mm. Luther so, Body. So that's who runs Clever. my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Well, um, uh, it, if if for some reason you have been into DCC all this time and you haven't listened to the Loot the Body yet. I'm not really sure what to tell you, but the time has arrived. The time has arrived. (laughs) So uh, we're going to put you right into it today. Um, He's already got quite a bit of terrific DCC and AD&D music and stuff to talk about. Um, So I think that's it. But the first thing I'm going to say is, you know, Black Sabbath. What do you think, Dio or Ozzy? They're two different bands. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. They're two different bands. Mm. There's the awesome plotting Cro-Magnon vibe of the early albums, which are very geezer Butler, lyrically driven, right? That's a total different vibe than Dio, who to me is like the, you know, the bard or something. He's like this whole other storytelling thing. So I, it's too different to, I, I don't know. I don't know. Two different bands is my I'll take. I'll allow that as an answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. I'm going to, I, I, what I hear is you said Dio, but I, I'm just going to, but hey, we'll listen, we'll pre- I, <laughs> we'll, I saw we'll pre- Dio. It's probably been like the most magical show I've ever been to. Dio at the House of Blues doing his Magica album from top to bottom. He did the whole thing. The dude was like amazing. He was amazing. I was right at the front. I got the horns. I got the thumbs up from him. It was amazing. So I'm not going to take anything away from Dio. Of course. Of course. He was amazing. Cool. But it is two different. Like, I don't I don't just think I, I want to listen to Sabbath. I really think, oh, no, it's like a Dio. It's like a heaven and hell vibe right now. Or Mob yeah. Rules. That's a no, different I, vibe. You know, it, it's a different it, vibe. They are really different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we were... T- chatting about as Elena was getting everything lined up. Thank you very much, uh, Twitch mistress. As she was getting everything lined up for us backstage in the green room, we were saying, this is a, we're going from St. Karloff, which is, you know, pretty bang and head bang to mm-hmm. loot the body, which is more, ch- you know, obviously the chill vibe. The I spooky, try, man. I try the, to be the spooky. Well, there are some pretty loud. I there try are some pretty loud you know, songs you know, too, but a know. lot of it is very atmospheric. Has yeah. kind of a chill. Has kind of a dread. Has kind of really? a spooky vibe. Oh yeah, some of them I do. Get, I get kind of a prog rock feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, so, yeah. so and, I want to, Mister. Not that any of these are wrong, right? Just no, it's, it's whatever you're mm-hmm. in the mood for, Mister. Lute, I want to mm-hmm. know. Um, are you a band? Are you a band? Are you a one man band? Are you? I'm Prince? a one man band. Yeah, I'm a one man band. Doing it all. Yeah, I'm like. That's impressive. I was like the guy 
I grew up playing in bands and I was always like the guy that got the instrument that nobody else wanted to play. Mm. You know, so I so I was like I'd be bass player in the band or acoustic guitar guy or like keyboard guy. Of course, I want started out playing guitar wanting to be the lead player, you know, but at the end of the day what ended up happening is like I picked up all these little skills. And uh, the main thing I am actually, and it took a long time for me to think about it, is I'm a songwriter, really. This is what mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I'm a songwriter. That's the thing yeah. that happens. And that's the thing that drives everything. And when I write the song, then I think, oh, it would be cool to do this or it would be cool to do that. You know, I'm jealous mm-hmm. of like St. Karloff or dudes that just get in a room and can just create the vibe together. And it just sort of comes out of that. Because for me, it's very like, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's like yeah it's it's just songwriting and then from that i think okay what do i want in this song what would i and sometimes it's different modes like um i try to almost think of like who do i wish was i could get to sing this Mm. god well i can't sing like them but what can i do you know what i mean it's always (laughs) like this almost thinking like the different eras of spinal tap you know, is this like, give me some money, Spinal Tap? Is this Flower People, yeah, right. Spinal Tap? Is right. it Big Bottoms? You know, what? where are we in the chronology, you know? <laughs> so so how, so this great introduction into like how you grew into music and learned to play the instruments and be the DIY guy. Mm-hmm. How did you, I mean, I'm assuming you're kind of a regular old school gamer, you know, yada, yada, 12 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm you know, et cetera. But how did you bring the music and the gaming together that in this so, particular yeah. way where it became its thing, its own thing? It's a couple of things. Number one, like this is actually every, a lot of people do it. It's very like, I, I can't tell you how many games or gaming products are just described with musical terms. It happens all the time. Like mm. you hear, you know, this is like a, like Mork Borg wasn't even the first to do like a death metal type of, it's very tied. People already think, and and I'm going to say art does the same thing. Like this music, th- this game feels like what this, you know, Errol Otis cover looks like, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. music does the same thing. I want to play in a world that feels like this song makes me feel. You know, th- those connections have been there forever, forever. So it isn't really like a... As much as for me, it was, I had that, I'm mean, really like writing songs about games, you know, as, mu- as much as I had that feeling and I continue to have it. And certainly my wife and children have that feeling a lot, uh, but it's not the first or the only, you know, it's been done. It's been done a lot. Um, and I do think the connection, like, you know, you think about like Hawkwind or Blue Oyster Cult's connection with Michael Moorcock or the the way that these mm-hmm. sort of dis- different disciplines uh influence each other you know a movie about a book you know a song about a movie so i think it's it's very common it's 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 not like that it's not like i'm doing something that unique but for me the thing that really made it happen for me is i was the last band i was in where it was like a bunch of us this great band uh old california we were like a a sort of a jam band americana type of band and my friend rich who was the main songwriter of that group became obsessed with california history and he mm. was writing all these songs about California history. It was just all these things. About, it was just coming out, you know? And I think a lot of people are very much wired that way. Like, here's this thing I'm obsessed with. It's not enough to consume it. I need to interact with it in a way that is 
that is different than that. And so you become obsessed. And for me, songwriting is how that I process that stuff. I want to write a song about that because I've got like all these ideas and for filmmakers, for whoever it might be, that's, it's the same thing, you know? It and is. So it just so happened that games is what I became obsessed with. And, and um, it was almost like just what, what had happened is when I left that band, I wrote an album and I, and I recorded it and I was like going through the mix and I was like, nobody's going to want to listen to this. Like why, you know, like, why am I going to push my dad rock on, on people? <laughs> you know, it's going to bum me out. It's what it's going to do. It's going to really bum me out. But at the same time, I had this obsession, this resurging obsession um, with gaming. And I got to say, um, long time listener, first time caller, because this podcast definitely was something I was listening to then when I walked into my gaming store, you know, and saw um, the DCC, like, you know, um, yeah. the barbarian, what's his name? I'm skipping on his oh, name. Oh, Hugh, Hugh. Hugh. Yeah. I yeah. saw Hugh and I was like, holy crap, what is this? You know, and so that it was very much like I want to write songs that look and feel like this. Um and same thing with uh, Barrier Peaks. You know, I was listening to like a lot of Genesis. And if you listen to like The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, like I want to play mm, that game. Yeah. I want to play that game, you know. And so Expedition felt very much like that. And I wrote uh, a whole album where I thought that, you know, wouldn't it be cool? This is like a concept album. This whole thing is a is a concept album. And so it, it, that's sort of what, I don't know, that at first it was like my dirty little secret, but then it's like, it sort of works. It sort of works. I, I I will say if I have a favorite, I've been jumping around and there were a couple of newer things I hadn't even been had the time to dig into, but I always go back to the uh, Barrier Peak songbook mm -hmm. as and I really enjoy that, uh, especially because I love that adventure so much and it's so yeah. nutty and, and great. And then if you just if you say to somebody at a con or something who has no idea what loot the body is and you just say, Oh, did you ever hear this band that does all like the D and D and DCC music? And they're like, well, like what? And you're like, I mean, they have a Barrier Peak songbook, and they go, oh, <laughs> and then because they like just saying that kind of will drive it home usually. Yeah, but, I um, couldn't believe nobody done it when I did it. And but and the other thing about it is like to go back to how these things are so tied. Writing that album was more; it was closer to prepping that adventure than you might think. <laughs> uh i yeah i get i get i get yeah. it you yeah. know it was very yeah. much like that it was very much like prepping an adventure you want to run and yes i didn't write the adventure but but you know how a gm or a judge can change <laughs> the whole vibe of an adventure and that's what they bring so that to me that's what a lot of that process is like i want the listener to me that adventure is much more psychedelic than maybe even it was yeah. intended at the time because as much as people think, I bet you Gary Gygax listened to Sinatra, listened to think, you know, I don't think oh, he yeah. was. It's the generation after him that were the Deep Purple guys. Yeah, you know, for sure, for so, sure. So, so I don't think in its inception that that was like that, you know. But when you read it, you go back to it like this is the trippiest. This is the trippiest thing. It's, it's like THX or something, you know. It's got like a <laughs> darkness to it, right? Uh, I'm now. I'm I'm imagining you with the keyboard and the the handout the art handouts from yeah. the Expedition to Barrier Peaks are all up on the walls all the Aerolotus and Jeff it was Keys actually all. 
Uh, it was the original Adventures Reincarnated that I had, actually. It was oh, like, okay. I got a chance to tell Mike when I saw him. I was like, thank you, you know, because that book really, as soon as, because I, I write at night, you know, like I do my stuff, everything, it's nighttime, and I would just open that book, it'd just take me right back to it. It'd take mm. me right back to it. And the idea that the great thing about it is like it's it's like Radio Shack futurism. You know, it isn't even, you look at all the computers, it's like Tandy products. It isn't even, Yeah. you know, yeah. that's the great thing about it. It's, it's really, it, it's that 19, it's very specific, a very specific um, type of technology, which is what I love. And actually I'm, I came to, I'm not, I didn't, even though like I'm the right age, I didn't, I was a late gamer. I came into it more through Appendix N. I read a <laughs> lot of Appendix N. Okay. And that's what sort of closed the gap for me because when I was young, I saw a D and D book. I opened it up, and it was math. It was yeah. all math. <laughs> it was all math. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I spent days after school and summers taking math classes that I had failed during the school year. <laughs> I I don't care how awesome that dragon is on the red box. If I open it up and it looks like math. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. it's not good. So it took me a long time. It, I actually didn't start playing until pretty much around the time DCC came out in fifth edition. And the first game actually I played and ran was Mouse Guard for my kids because they we all loved mm. the books. So mm. it was a very like uh, easy. But it wasn't until I heard actual plays and I, that I was like, oh, it doesn't have to the, like the math can be secondary. Because I'd mm. also I played with people who were min maxers where the math was primary. Yeah, you know, yeah. right. Yeah. There's so many ways to play the game, and I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't know that. You know, it took a while to sort of see that. You're lucky if you if your friend decides to be a GM when you're 12 years old, and they don't follow the rules, but they get your vibe, and they're like playing for your vibe. Everybody that I've talked to who's my age is like, we didn't know the rules. Exactly. <laughs> We didn't know the rules. We wanted, we had an idea of what this game was like, and that's what we played. So, yep. like, oh, well, for me, it just looked like tables and stuff. I was like, forget it. I'm out. It, and the inches notation and segments and like battle, like, uh, you know, oh, when, yeah. when weapons can be like used, yeah. all that stuff, we threw that straight out. <laughs> so, I mean, so, I never played that way. You mentioned so. Appendix N influencing your your writing and, mm -hmm. and kind of clinching it for you, Levi. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious because I have one or two authors in mind that, or that come to mind when I listen to your music, but I have to ask which one Z. <laughs> yeah. So th there used to uh, be the a, biggest pull. There was a bookstore here in Pasadena called Cliff's books and they just closed, unfortunately, but they used to be open till midnight. So it would, it was a great place to end up at no matter what you were doing. And I would go by the out by the covers. I hate to tell you the book covers is what drew me first. So I read like all those Heinlein books where Gene Safran's did these great sort of tie dye looking things. Um, all the foundation books, um, all the library books, the, uh, the gray mouser stuff. Um, of course, Dune, my favorite, at that time, and still my favorite to this day is really Ursula Le Guin to me holds yes. up after yes. all this time. I keep yeah. going. Yes. I loved like 
the Earthsea books to me in middle school and the Earthsea books to me now have lost nothing. If anything, they just grow, <laughs> which is more than I can say about The Dying Earth, for instance. When I first read those books and I read them now, I'm like, dude, wow, like let's get a woman to rewrite this story and let's see if we get exactly what you're doing. You know, like, I want to know if, I don't know. Have you ever met a woman that would, do you think they would, you know, like, wow. So there's some, some of those things where you're like, yeah, that's, it, it's sort of like, it's very much of its own time, which is cool. But to me, Ursula Le Guin is not like that. She is just amazing. So she's probably like my number one. Um, nice. Yeah. But um what else? of course Michael Moorcock um yeah I I don't know I, I've that's the stuff that was constant for me um growing up yeah what what are you thinking of Jen maybe I haven't Dahlgren Actually, no I'm, I've never I'm, read Dahlgren I've tried oh Dahlgren of, is awesome uh, uh, it's too hard I can't get through it um it's deeply weird it's yeah. putting the weird into the weird fiction Dahlgren is not ex- it's not Appendix mm. N I wouldn't say no no, um, I, I'm I'm kind of getting a Paul Anderson vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, story. for sure, for hmm. sure. I have some, yeah. Philip Jose Farmer. I'm looking at. Oh, my stuff I love here. I love mm-hmm. Farmer. Yeah, I, I think I think he's underrated. Honestly, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll fight you at Gary Khan. I won't be there. So, ha ha. Ah! You win by abdication. Yes. <laughs> forfeit. Another forfeit. So, hey, what I want to know, tell us about this wizard van thing. I'm very curious oh, yeah, yeah. about this yes. thing. So one of the things that's really cool is um, I, uh, you know how I said, like, I'd written this album and then I, I didn't want to voice my dad rock upon the world. Well, when I wrote, like, started writing my D&D songs, I thought, you know, there's got to be one person, one person, at least one person and who would like to hear this. And that really sort of when that started to become true and people started reaching out to me about stuff, then people would say, like, hey, do you want to write a song about my game? Or do you want to? And that has started a really nice um, relationship with people in the indie scene. And and uh, it because I'm I'm all about scenes. I think artists and art movements work in scenes. I think it's like a whatever a scene is, it, it, it comes a time when it grows too big and it breaks off into different scenes. You know, it's a very organic, artistic sort of, Mm-hmm. organism to me you know and so to be part of like the the gaming scene is means a lot to me that people see that yeah musicians belong in this scene too it's sort of a cool cool thing but i was um uh james spawn reached out to me who's got barrel rider games and they were going to kickstart for zine quest uh wizard van and he's like do you want to write a song for us like yeah hell yeah <laughs> so um yeah so i wrote the, and I've, i wrote this song and then Sometimes I like, I'm a really frustrated, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Sometimes I do little promo videos. Um, And so I made a little promo video for them, taking some old, like, you know, van movies and van exploitation, you know, which is a very prestigious (laughs) type of cinema. Um, But yeah, I think that you can probably still get it, but it's, yeah, it's like just a music scene that he, that or a gaming scene that he put together. The premise is really cool. You go to a concert and the wizard van is there outside the show and you hop in and then you, you know, you go off on your adventure. Um, hmm. It's very cool. Yeah. So and, when, what I want to know is when are we, when is Mr. Loot going to write us an adventure so that we have 
actually, so, and that you could, he has. you could, yeah. So I, I, I have written Skate Wizards with Michael Shun, who's my partner, the art. Um, and so that to me was like, yeah, that, so I do have Skate Wizards out at the Goodman Game Store. You can get it there. Oh, excellent. Um, is it for DCC? It is not. It is a Maze Rats hack because the okay. magic system in Maze Rats was such that I thought, oh, it really would lend itself to this. Um, so we have skate, we have a second adventure that we're just wrapping up now. So this year you'll get Skate Wizards into the eye of the domed city, which is our follow up. Will I'm very excited. Be carrying that through I the hope so. online store. Okay. I hope so. But it's very it's it is like uh, you know, I write the adventure, I write the songs, Mike does the art. For some reason I can't think of like doing an adventure without a soundtrack, you know, it's just yeah, I don't know. It's just part of it for me. Anyway, it's just well, well, gaming has soundtracks for me just because it's when I was uh, young and playing for the first time. You know, that's so formative. Your how you're bonding with music at the same time. Yeah, that you know, I I think almost I, I think for everybody who was a gamer at that time, there there's the really strong associations from that era. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm sure. I'm. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm say, James. I want you to write that uh, the Friends Experiment TTRPG game. I see the fall back there. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite, my boy, Marky Smith. <laughs> Love him. I think it'd be better would be Sparta FC. Honestly, <laughs> that'd be a, a rocking game. Uh, you don't need your fleecy jumper, <laughs> Levi. What's the what's the coolest subject? that you want to do a loot the body song, but you haven't, you, you just haven't got there or you haven't figured it out yet or whatever it would be. Well, I am actually writing because I always have to be busy. The the other thing of this is this is like directly linked to my mental health. If I'm not working on something, I'm miserable to be around. So I am writing a zero level funnel called Mm. I'm, almost done and Dak said he would edit it for me which is very nice it's called against the cult of the dirty hippies <laughs> and it's a zero level funnel and it's the premise of it is i'll just give it away these uh this cleric catches up with like this evil wizard that he's been chasing down and in their battle there's like a disturbance in the flagistan which is there's rent through space and time and they get thrown into USA 1967. Oh wow. And so it wow. becomes if you if you're familiar with Time After Time, that movie, you know, yeah. where like it's almost that vibe. They're in and of course the wizard becomes a cult leader and he esconces off and makes a commune and the cleric now you know, trying to not sort of let on because they're in a magicless world. You know, mm. so the 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 players are a party of just townies. They're just mm. from the town that he set up and they're going to go get their kids that have wow. been taken into this uh into this cult. So that's that's what I'm working on now. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And uh, of course, there's a band playing at the party and then I'm writing those songs too. And I'm and then so for me it's very much like I love bands from the like mid 60s San Francisco scene, you know, Quicksilver, Messenger Service or yeah. the Kaleidoscope here from Southern California or Can't Heat. Uh, Jefferson Airplane, especially like Blows Against the Empire, these really sort of utopian hippie 
music that that was i don't know there was just a certain anti-vietnam but pro new age well-meaning but diluted you know too many drugs kind of thing um so yeah so i'm working on that and i'm having a lot of fun with it so so you is you're gonna do you're gonna publish the funnel adventure and publish like a a short album or i know for sure it'll be like a download on my band camp for sure it'll just be like the pdf and the music but i don't know if i get like uh moby grape yes i see in the chat moby grape for sure um i don't know i i still don't know if i'll it's there's something really nice about just like doing it digitally but at the same time there's something really nice about holding a product so i don't know but the soundtrack is going to be this ba- right. exactly. I vinyl gotta have records. Is, yeah, vinyl is too too freaking expensive for yeah, one thing. It's, it's expensive to get it made too. Kickstarter it. Kickstarter it. Oh my god! You know, there's this balance between the work and the fun, mm-hmm. and Kickstarter and and fulfillment oh, and all that tilts mm-hmm. it. And for me, it's like, <laughs> yes. like for instance, oh, you're right. Mike and I are working on Skate Wizards too, right? And I had a little break and Mike got busy and I needed to do something. So I started writing the zero level funnel um, because I need to keep that balance going. If I Mm -hmm. put too many things, it's like people say, you should play at cons. If I play at a con, that balance will boom. It'll be so much work and so little fun. And it might be fun, might be, but it would be so much work. Yeah, it'd be so it'd, much. Fun. It'd be a lot more fun for you to come to a con and like play a game or something, and then yeah. maybe after hours, if a song breaks out, it breaks out, no big deal. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I'm now, so you. We all remember like mm-hmm. our friends that were in bands, or we're in bands, and we're yeah. pressing seven inches, and what a yeah. drag that ends up being. Right? You got to tour, that. you got to sell it, that. you got to do all that stuff, and. Yeah, you're I right. Was talking to you guys know probably Jared Crater, who he had a record label, you know, and he said at the end of that record label, he ended up dumping vinyl into the trash because he just had inventory he couldn't get rid of. And it was like this weight on him, mm-hmm. you know, and to move on. He just had to, and I've been there with CDs with bands I was in, mm-hmm. you know, like the <laughs> 90s sort of indie rock scene here in LA is was sort of my scene. And we would press CDs and we would not be able to get rid of cds it was just terrible yeah. you know at least yeah, i can you... at least i can burn all these books i'm printing <laughs> to warm yourself nonsense <laughs> nonsense do you have any of those cds left by any chance mr the body i have like maybe like 10 or 20 of the barrier peaks there's been let's see this label i usually i try to partner with labels there's a great hmm. cassette only yeah. label called where gnome and they put out uh the barrier peaks on cassette which is very cool oh, wow and they put wow. it out on and somebody else put it out on cd so that's if somebody approaches nothing, me you yeah. could auction those not again the balance yeah <laughs> right the okay you, the you can have right. your kid do something on ebay for you <laughs> my kid my he kid's the that. one one of them who's like dad you you and mike should do silkscreen shirts you guys should have skate wizard shirts you know all my friends Again, oh, totally. Like, the work, the work, the yeah, work. Yeah, right. I this don't know. Is why, it's, it's this is why be... I have a publisher too. I know what you're saying. Like, let that right. Let it's like I need that. Yeah. You know? No, cassettes are not. A, I don't sell like physical stuff on my Bandcamp. I see in the chat, um, but I partner with other people. So like, Wear Gnome Records and Fuzzy Cracklins and like 
some other folks will like reach out to me and say, Hey, do you mind if, you know, if we do a, a what's, yeah. Do you mind if we just do a, a collab? And I said, sure. How many units? Great. Let's just do it because then they take care of it. And, yeah. and that's awesome. I've got three DCC songs. If I ever get 10, maybe, right. maybe, but that's mm. a long ways away. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question about yeah. um, collabs and, and, like, what's your thoughts on William Gibson and Neuromancer and Tron? Yeah. You you getting a feeling for something there? It's like something. Oh, oh yeah. I have, I have a, I have a uh, Omnicord that I haven't used. Mm. I've been dying to use an Omnicord, and I just bought an Arturia um, Micro Freak, which is like another little, they're very like glitchy synth type of oscillator like, weird noise things that i like those lemur lemur yes. pads or whatever yeah yeah so yeah been, maybe i should we should talk maybe, maybe we should talk <laughs> maybe we should talk yeah i did do soundscapes for dcc 100 and that was a lot of fun i mm, put maybe. like a, if people i should plug it for people that listen to this um if you are playing dcc 100 on my band camp i've got soundscapes for it and the idea is every combination of the alembic there's a different sound for because mm. oh, that's it's awesome horoscope it's the you know whether it's fire water or whatever it's a so i'm i made like the the cool thing about it is there's 12 combinations there's 12 keys so each one's in a tw- different key and each one has you know so i really you, wow. can you visualize the oh. excel spreadsheet you know when i <laughs> and there's modes they're in different modes too you know so i was like okay oh i love it this is mixolydian you know this is so they're all in different finally modes. something to get the people to actually activate the key yeah yeah <laughs> so they're all in different uh thank you for i haven't heard any feedback on that so i'm seeing gore gore big thank you for saying they sound good uh that was a pain in the butt but harley <laughs> is like the most inspirational person I probably you I don't have to tell you, but you yeah. stand next to that guy and he's like this battery of inspiration. I actually listened to him on Spellburn maybe a year before DCC 100 came out talking about that adventure. And I I can only put it to you this way. I became pregnant with the idea of writing <laughs> of writing music for DCC 100. So I I not knowing him, I wrote it and I sent it and he was like super because you know, he's like little kid you know he's like great we're playing let's play you know <laughs> and but then he said all right we're actually republishing sailors do you mind writing one for sailors so i wrote the, the dcc 100 one first but the sailors one came out first really yes mm-hmm. wow. and, you, and you wrote a song for purple planet too and then i and then he's like hey levi <laughs> you know wouldn't it be nice if, if and i said sure you know sure and so um, yeah, and and so Shadows on the Wasteland is the one that's the flexi for the Purple Planet. And I was talking; I had a chance to see Matt, uh, uh, Big Bald Matt, who was on the chat earlier, who helps me mm-hmm. with the layout of those. Thank you, Matt, um, because they don't make a purple flexi, but mm-hmm. I might do a green one because of the gemstones and, and pur- yeah. pur- purple font. Yeah, so we'll see. And we'll if you do one for like frozen in time, can we get like an ice blue for the flexi? And- oh yeah, oh. you like the house the house band for Goodman Games? Maybe when I saw Brendan, there are worse things, saw, James. I'm not Brendan, saying that the bad thing. <laughs> Brendan told me he's like I shot myself in the foot by naming my adventures after 
Black Sabbath songs. You know? like, I... <laughs> yeah. Well, there are songs that have the same name as other songs. That's it's not true. A, that's I not should, that big yeah. deal. I should. I could always write "Hole in the Sky" again, or yet another "Hole in the Sky." You know, like with mm. parentheses. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Um. The uh, <laughs> no, the lady in the blue dress. Yeah. Exactly. The blue lady. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Yeah. The or the uh, the endless bridge that ended. Or whatever, you know. Or whatever. <laughs> well, good, hold um, on. Let me write these down. This is all good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we we could uh, we could talk all night, um, and uh, we should. You should come to GaryCon so we can talk all night. Okay, but, that's that balance that I was talking about earlier. Come yeah. to GaryCon. That's oh, another uh, one of those. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Not work. That's fun. We'll just yeah. drink. We won't. Have, we won't work. Mm-hmm. We, we try not to work. The man wants to write songs. Leave him alone. Okay. You know what? If if you wanted to come to Gary Con, I could just put you behind a, a table at the booth and have you sign autographs all day. It'd be fine. Yeah, be very short day. Very short. Yeah, no. So no. Um, I love your commitment to like what you want to do. <laughs> you have uh, to protect it. You have to protect yes. it. Yes. yes. Defend and protect. Yes. 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 Pull in this I... guy. I like that one. Levi, where are where where do we find so, Lutabody? Uh, Lutabody.bandcamp.com. All my all my music is there. I've got a YouTube channel. I try to make videos for all my songs if I can because I'm also like a frustrated mm. animator. It'll, you know, so that's that's sort of a fun place to go check out my stuff. Um, I'm on I'm everywhere. I'm on X. I'm on you know at Lutabody Lutabody band usually. Yeah, I'm cool. around. I'm okay. easy to get a hold of. Bandcamp, and I've never seen these videos. I've been listening to you for like I don't know more than two years, and I've yeah. never seen. So okay, that's cool. I gotta go. Check might, that if out. like if you like that Barrier Peaks album, that's sort of cool because I you know there's a video for each one of those songs, and oh, some of them are better excellent. than other ones, but they're all sort of uh, we all fun. The yeah, Vegapig yeah. I I did like a little Beatles can... take on that one, like yeah. the, the Vegapigmies, like the Beatles playing in the spaceship while the mold grows around them you know mm-hmm. um, oh man it's I'm all a big fan of random encounters myself yeah that that was my first that was my first one i'm, I'm a fan of that one too i'm a fan of well, that one too. well guys um we're gonna we gotta wrap it up um but uh levi thank you so much for being with us thank you guys. uh this this episode has been a dream come true finally get the music episode in the books and there's no reason we can't do another one down the road because we have plenty of other music guests and plenty of other great bands out there, or we could sure. just have Levi back. So who knows? Or all of the above. So um, <laughs> thanks very much for being with us. Uh, we really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, so uh, we also, and the theme of music, we're going to send a shout out to Glitter Wizard, who uh, has provided our long running intro music and um we'll bring everything over to spellburn.com within the next couple days and drop the episode over there um and we have a new working email account spellburnband no space at gmail.com so drop us some emails we are actually getting a good little backlog of emails going and maybe we'll even do an email episode in the next couple and uh let the zombie out of his cage and the whole thing so Mm. um, that'll be that'll be terrifying but odorific odorific indeed (laughs) um 
that's all I've got to say. I really, uh, Judge Ivan and Judge Levi, thanks so much for being here with us. Judge Jen and Judge James, thanks for being my co-hosts. And uh, everybody else out there, Alana, thank you for being our Twitch mistress. And everybody else, uh, just game on. Thank you.